Hey, podcast listeners. What a joy to be with you again. The topic today, one near and dear to my heart, uh, both for myself personally and for the entrepreneurs that I coach, is the conversation about overthinking versus deep thinking. Our minds are, of course, incredibly powerful and for most of us quite busy, and they are our greatest asset and sometimes our greatest undoing. So today I'm going to dive into the differences in our thought processes, especially when we're going really deep on something. And, uh, you know, it's not always bad, but it can keep us up at night. So how to keep your fabulous mind as a tool that is really useful, it's integrated to you, to your life, versus something that is uh, unraveling you. This uh, topic is so important to me, actually, that I am working on a circus show that addresses some of this. Yes, you heard me correctly, a circus show that addresses the mind. The circus show in particular is about the relationships between the mind, the body, and the soul as it relates to mental health. So kind of um, an esoteric topic for a circus, but I believe we can pull it off. We have about 10 performers, and we will be presenting this, I think, pretty extraordinary performance in May in Minneapolis. So if you are in town, we would love to host you. If you're out of town, we'd love to host you. Please consider joining us. You can find more about that at Touching Two Worlds. There's a circus show link and hope that you will consider it. In the meantime, though, here is this podcast talking about the importance of deep thinking and how to stay in that territory rather than overthinking, which, you know, will derail you. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means, sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. Hello there. My name is Dr. Sherry Walling, and I am a clinical psychologist who specializes in entrepreneur and high performer mental health. One of the things that I end up talking a lot with people about is the difference between overthinking and deep thinking. Many of the folks that I work with are really, really intelligent people, and they use their brains and their thinking capacity to create businesses, to solve important problems, to innovate, to see the world in a way that other people haven't done before. And as a result, they spend a lot of time thinking and putting those thought processes into action. One of the challenges that I think we're all familiar with in one capacity or another is what can happen when our thought processes sort of run away with us. And we are in this experience of overthinking, of thinking way too much without any new ideas or new information, and in a way that causes us a lot of distress and more than a sense of solving something, a feeling of getting increasingly stuck. So that is overthinking and that is not super helpful. On the other hand, we have deep thinking and that is where some of our juiciest, best 
thinking work happens, when we really give ourselves the opportunity to go deep into a problem or a thing that we're sorting out or a thing that we are trying to create. So I want to talk about the differences. Let's really do a deep dive on the differences between overthinking and deep thinking. And then I'd like to give you some tips for how to like shut down that overthinking process and really deepen in to that deep thinking process so that you can have the kind of life that you want to have, make the business you want to make, make the art you want to make, do the kinds of things that you are churning through in your thought life. So what are the differences? How do we know that we are in the deep thought process and not in the overthinking process? First of all, I think overthinking has a sort of circular quality to it. It has a sense that we're traveling in kind of cognitive circles. I think a lot about a hamster on a wheel who's like, run, 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 but isn't really getting anywhere. There's a a sense of being stuck in the same circle. And I think one cue that this is happening is there's a sense that you are just traversing the same cognitive territory with no new information, no new connections. Um, often in the world of psychology, we call this rumination, where there's a repetitive, redundant, over and over kind of aspect to our thought process that's not getting us anywhere. It's not moving us from point A to point B. We're just doing A, 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 over and over and over again until we get pretty distressed by it. In contrast, deep thinking has a sense of movement. There's a linearity. We can sort of see the process of getting from A to B to C, and we have a sense that we're either integrating new information to the problem that we're trying to solve, or we're making new connections with old information. We're seeing things in a bit of a different way. It doesn't have that, I'm stuck in the same terrain over and over, this is just on rerun and on repeat, but it has a sense of, oh, I see things a little differently now. And obviously that's the kind of thought process we wanna be in. It's more satisfying to our brains, it's more interesting, and it helps us to know that we're using our cognitive or intellectual horsepower to actually move something forward or get something done, not just being a hamster on the wheel. Maybe we're getting strong little hamster legs, but we're not actually solving any problems. Another distinction between overthinking and deep thinking is that overthinking really has a sense of being fueled by anxiety. There's not a lot of lightness or curiosity. It's really kind of a fear-based thought process. For me, this often happens at two in the morning. It's anxiety that wakes me up from my sleep. And that rumination process begins in a time when my ability to manage my anxiety is pretty compromised, right? Middle of the night, I'm asleep, I'm not awake. It's not my best thinking time, but it's my best worry time. So when you have the sense that your thought process is really, again, fueled by anxiety, it's anxiety that's sparking you to think about it. It's fear, it's rumination. That's a good cue that it's not very productive. Most of us don't do our best creative work under the duress of anxiety. Of course, we can feel some spikes of, ooh, this is important, I'm awake. Some anxiety is helpful in prompting us to pay attention. But when the anxiety is so much that it just keeps us looping, it's unhelpful. 
I think deep thinking really feels quite different. It's not so much fueled by anxiety, but I think it's more fueled by inspiration. There's like a desire, a longing. I want to solve this problem. I want to think this through. I want to create this. There's got to be a better way to do that. I want to innovate. I want to improve. I want to solve. And so that sense of desire has with it some curiosity, a little bit of lightness, a little bit of flow, sometimes even a little bit of playfulness. And there's a kind of like a belly up, just desire to jump into something and have some mastery of it. It has a really different emotional quality than overthinking. And so I think it's important to sort of track what's your emotion when you're in some of these thought processes. Is there this sense of like, I must get this done? Is it tension? Is it tight? Is it in anxiety? Or is there some like, huh, curiosity, playfulness, lightness? Deep thinking has a bit of that flavor. One other distinction between overthinking and deep thinking that can help you know which process you're in is that I think overthinking really does occur in a lot of isolation. I think there's almost a quality of shame when we're overthinking. Sometimes we're feeling quite self-critical, like, I can't believe I haven't solved this yet. I can't believe I'm still stuck in this. I can't believe it's 2 a.m. again, fourth night in a row, I'm thinking about this problem or what to do about this question. It has a bit of a shadow quality, one in which we are alone with our thought processes, one in which we are alone with the thing that we're carrying that's heavy and we're working on it in isolation and loneliness. Deep thinking, on the other hand, is often collaborative. There's a willingness to consult, to ask for help, to get all of the information or all of the ideas that might be helpful. It's not that we're just alone in our little hamster wheel thinking box, but we want to bring more light, more ideas, more perspective to the problem that we're holding or the thing that we want to see or do differently. So just to recap, overthinking is circular. Hamster on a wheel, traveling in cognitive circles with no new information. It often occurs in anxiety. You know, think about that 2 a.m. wake-up time. And it often occurs in isolation, a sense of aloneness. Deep thinking, on the other hand, has a sense of movement, of momentum from point A to point B to point C and on through. We can sort of track the change in our process if we were to reflect on what we used to think, how we added more information, and then how we came to a conclusion or a new idea. And I think that deep thinking experience is often really fueled by inspiration, by desire, by curiosity, by things that have some lightness to them. And deep thinking is really open to collaboration, to reading, to bringing in more insights, ideas, and to talking to other people about the thought process that we're in. So if you would like to move from overthinking into deep thinking, I have a couple tips for you. The first one is to take your thoughts out of your mind and put them on paper. Start with something simple, like just listing your assumptions, what you know about this problem, what you know about this question or decision, and begin to track the steps. Think about what other information you might bring in that could be helpful. Who are the experts? Who are the consultants? And we can do this across the board in all kinds of different problems. It could be a professional problem. Maybe you are exploring a new marketing idea, or it could be a personal problem. You know, I'm in the middle of deciding or working with my family to decide where my son goes to high school. So 
I can integrate all of the basic assumptions about what I think he needs in a high school experience. And then I can think about who are the people that I might talk to or consult with who maybe have kids in high school or have gone to different programs. I'm then listing all of these other sources of information. But the thing is, is it's all on paper because you want to be able to identify what you know, what you don't know, where the gap is and how you're going to move across that gap to gain more insight or more information to draw your conclusions. Bringing it onto paper really counters that cyclical hamster wheel nature of overthinking. You know, you're not going to just write the same words over and over. Once they're written, they're down, they're done, they're collected. And it allows you a space to bring in something else rather than keep repeating the same assumptions or same thoughts. So bring it out of your brain onto the screen or onto the paper. A second tip is when you recognize that you are in the midst of a decision or a problem that requires a lot of thought from you, schedule it, put it on your calendar, make yourself an appointment with that topic and give yourself the best possible time of day when you're fresh, when your mind is calm and quiet. So you're taking it out of that 2 a.m., 3 a.m. rumination zone and really giving it your best time and energy. So make an appointment, put it on the calendar, and let yourself have expansive time to write it out, to do some consulting, to ask some questions, to do some reading, to do some research, collect all of that information on that page that I mentioned in tip number one. But don't do it at 3 a.m. Don't let it sort of seep into the corners of your life. Give it an appointment. Give it time and really let yourself dive in. That's the essential sort of understanding of deep thinking is you're going deep. Going deep means that you need time. The third tip that I'd like to mention to move from overthinking to deep thinking is to ask for help. It's bring in someone else into that conversation because again, that overthinking idea is quite circular and you need other perspectives, other ways of seeing to infuse your thought processes with a new angle, a new idea. So bring it to your mastermind, bring it to your coach, bring it to your partner, bring it to your romantic partner. Let people in on this thought process so that they can help check your logic and they can provide a sense or an infusion of new ideas so that you don't feel so very stuck. Your ability to think is one of your most important assets, and it's the thing that often is leading how you show up in the world, how you show up in your business, the decisions that you make, the way that you see. And so you want to do that in the healthiest way possible. And I think that there is a real distinction between leaders, entrepreneurs, high performers who really allow themselves high quality thinking time. Their ability to hone their decision making is really quite next level compared with people who are kind of squeezing in their thought time in between meetings or in the middle of the night or while they're waiting for their kids' soccer practice to finish. Really carving out and protecting your thought time, allowing yourself the practice of dropping into deep thought rather than being content with rumination is an incredibly important discipline in being a leader and being able to use your cognitive skills really well. 
For more on kind of the recipe to cultivate deep thinking, I really like Cal Newport's book, Deep Work. It has lots of very helpful, practical tactics that can help bring about that deep thought process and get you away from the overthinking process. If you like more strategies, tips, and tactics for being amazing as a high performer, as a leader, you can also head over to zenfounder.com. I send a newsletter a couple of times a month that has similar ideas and strategies to help you be amazing in your work and your life. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.